Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to D&D Lorecast Presents, a special series of episodes where we talk to content creators in the tabletop role-playing game sphere. We talk to game designers, we talk to writers, and this time out we will be talking with a group of ladies who are putting together their own tabletop role-playing game convention. We're talking to the five-sided fates, or we're talking to three-fifths of the five-sided fates, which 60% isn't bad it's pretty good uh but uh yeah go ahead and uh, introduce yourselves please uh hi i'm casey or Kyrie celeste on the internet and i'm the creator and owner of five-sided fates our D company i am astrid also known as blast and astrid on the internet and i am the cco or the chief communications officer because if you're going to start a D company why not put yourself in the c-suite immediately and I'm Jerry, Little Hair Bear 47 on the internet, and I am the COO of Five-Sided Fates. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining. We're talking your tabletop convention. We're talking FateCon 2024. It's going to be held March 29th through the 31st in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, more specifically in Arlington, Texas, at the Bob Duncan Center. Uh, if you're in the area, definitely check it out. There are links to everything in the show notes. If you're not in the area... Maybe you could use the information you gleaned from this episode to possibly host your own TTRPG convention wherever you live. But anyway, so y'all started out as a cosplay troupe and sort of started segueing into uh, D&D. How did, how did, like, was that kind of um, always the plan? Was that something that sort of happened by happenstance? Was it organic? Uh, so, yeah, we had all been like cosplaying of our own uh, free will and in separation and we all met each other through a critical role cosplay meetup um, and so we all kind of 
bonded over that D&D stuff. Um, and then it didn't take long for us to start playing D&D together, uh, cosplaying more TTRPG-related content, whether that be Critical Role um, or our own characters eventually. Um, and then through that, we kind of got hooked up with running D&D at local conventions in our area. And then it was like, why don't we just do this ourselves? I think we can do it. Okay, so that yeah, that that was my first question. So, what really led to the decision to create FateCon? Um, we yeah, so we were asked by one of the local conventions because um, we have a online group called the DFW Critter Crew, which is just like a critical role fan group, and we get together and do meetups and different stuff. And so we got asked to do um, that kind of content at a convention, and so we ended up like running D and D games and running panels and all this like pretty much three days of D&D content, but for another event. Um, and at the end of that, I was kind of thinking, like, what stops us from doing that on our own? Um, and really the answer is, like, renting a building and running a convention. And so I kind of got this group of my friends together and I said, "Can we? why don't we do that? Like, would y'all be interested in taking that endeavor with me and us to create an event that is for... D&D and not just like a subset of something else, like something that's specifically for the D&D community. And it fills this need, right, that people have with D&D that like scheduling is the hardest part or finding a group sometimes is the hardest part or keeping a group together or just finding a stable day to meet with your group, even if you have friends that like to do D&D. So FateCon is essentially we're taking that burden on <laughs> of scheduling it making sure there are dms making sure that there's a space to play um, and also making sure that it's a friendly and welcoming and inclusive space for everyone to play dnd Facon is a three-day convention it's going to be dozens if not hundreds of dnd fifth edition games um, you're going to have uh, vendors you're going to have um, cosplay uh, you're going to have some actual plays some live plays a panel set up. It's all taking place in Arlington, Texas. So if you are in the DFW area, absolutely check it out. If you're not in the DFW area, you know, this is a great, um, great information for the, you know, the behind kind of behind the curtain on how you can put together a, a, a tabletop role playing game convention. Because I know personally, I've been to conventions and I think like, I can't imagine the work that it takes that you have to put in to get this off the ground. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Um, what are some of the pitfalls or challenges in putting together a convention like this? Yeah, so I come from a background of uh, kind of event planning, but not even vaguely similar to this. Um, my family has been putting on uh, dirt bike races for the last 17 years. And so I grew up into this uh, community of like renting a space, putting on an event, hundreds of people show up, everything happens. But this is like the opposite and equal where it's like, but we need a building to do it. We need volunteers to make it run. We need the people to run the games. We need, um, so like, I've, and because like we've gone to conventions so many times in our lives, we see like the structure of how conventions go. And we have a few friends who've like volunteered at different conventions or, um, have run panels or maybe they've run cosplay competitions and so we've kind of just been taking all of that knowledge and going like these are the important things these are the things that need to happen um dividing those different things up amongst our group different ones of us are in charge of different 
parts because there are like a thousand moving parts and I feel like every day something new comes up and we're like oh yeah that's another thing we need to remember and think about so there's always going to be struggles on the first time you ever do anything um, but because we kind of ran a miniature version of this convention within another convention it kind of gave us like a trial run that we didn't realize was going to be a trial run but like we got to see it work on a small scale so really it was just doing that but bigger but we're in charge of everything yeah but the biggest issue that we had whenever trying to start this convention was actually finding the building was to like let someone like someone let us give them money to rent their building it took us months to get that figured out and that was a surprising struggle that would seem like the, the easiest part like hey let us let us pay you money no yeah was... you you would think yeah yeah it was a lot of like hey this is our idea okay well we need a proposal okay well here's the exact same words i just said but like on a fancy document is that what you mean okay yes okay well can you tell me what the prices will be and then two weeks go by and you're like did they not get my email and then they finally come back with something and you're like wait, that's not what we talked about. I said this. Oh, and then it just like, and you do that for like five different places. And it's like, I don't understand. Or they won't give you a price until you go to the building with them and meet them in person. So you have to do this whole thing where you show up and they show you around and they try to sell it to you to only find out two weeks later that it's way out of your price range. Like, why were we even doing this? Yeah, why did we waste our time? No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, that sounds like an absolute headache. Yeah. So we actually went back to our very first, uh, very first option that we looked at is what we ended up with at the end because we're like this these people will communicate they'll take our money and they're free the weekend that we wanted so yay yeah it's also a great space uh bob duncan is a wonderful like stage area and a big open room with carpet so it's got a little bit of sound dampening there's some like curtain options so if you've ever played DD at a convention or i've dm'd on a cruise ship before where it was like small rooms and lots of people talking that can be an issue so we were like we want to make sure that the space actually works for functional D, D games so it's kind of nice that it's actually going to be absolutely perfect because there's plenty of space there's uh, a beautiful stage and there are also subsequent rooms that we've like sectioned all the beginner games off to be in one individual room so that beginners can have a little bit quieter of a place have a place where they can ask questions we're going to have friendly folks in there who will help people create characters and stuff like that. So it's, I think, going to be a really good flow. And finding that space was really crucial to making sure that the event works. Yeah, and it's also like a building that's within a park. So we also have like an entire park space to operate. So we're going to have like actual sword fighting demonstrations happening out in the park. So you can like go outside if you get overwhelmed and just like chill in a park and watch people beat each other up. <laughs> Always, yeah, always a favorite pastime of mine. Yeah, real, real D and D happening outside of the fake D and D, or real D and D and realer D and D. Everybody likes violence. Everybody, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's the weekend of March 29th through the 31st, the last weekend of March. Um, I full disclosure, I will be running games all weekend. So um, if you are going, maybe uh, maybe take a seat. You know, it's good. It should be fun. I love DMing. Um, so what will set FateCon apart from other tabletop role-playing game conventions? So that's one of the things we kind of, so when this whole idea came about, of course, my first thought was like, okay, I'm going to look up what other people are doing this and kind of get an idea of how their events are running. 
And I very quickly discovered there's not really a lot of other people doing this. Um, there are, you have like big normal conventions that have like a TTRPG section where it's like one room or one section of the convention is where that's happening. But the main convention is about anime or comics or whatever else. Um, and then there's other TTRPG more specific, but it's more of like, hey, we have a building, you and your own people show up and like play. Um, so we were wanting to be kind of like Astrid was saying earlier, we want to provide the DMs, we want to provide the space, we want to provide the ability for people who've never played before to have um, someone kind of help them with the ropes, because that's kind of a big barrier to entry on D&D as a blank character sheet and a rule book that's 500 pages long and not understanding how any of that equates. Um, so we're not only just like throwing people into the deep end, we're actually helping them along, figure out how to play. Um, and we're giving people the ability to meet other people in their community that um, maybe you're looking for a game and you just don't know anyone else in your area that plays. But once we get hundreds of people into a building, it's actually, oh, I do live not that far from you. We could get a local game going, or maybe we both live close to a comic shop and we can both go meet over there and play. So we're really focused on the community aspect of D&D. And this is about getting the people in this area together to play D&D in person, because that's what a lot of people want. And we kind of, we want to facilitate that for them. Yeah, I feel uh, like online awesome. D&D is kind of its own different and separate animal um, because there are lots of ways that you can coordinate that and get people together. But in-person D&D is totally different. We all definitely prefer it. <laughs> and so that comes along with other scheduling troubles. But I think it's worth it. And I think it's nice to also have like an in-person community in your local area like that's kind of how we all became friends and met each other is by our mutual interest in critical role uh, meeting each other at cosplay community events and so it was kind of nice to take this idea of the wonderful cosplay community and the support and the people and the friendship in it and try and translate that into a ttrpg community here in dfw because there are people that want to play and there are businesses and organizations there's so many so many people who love this game like i can't believe there's not already a convention for it so we're just doing the next logical step yeah and we talked to you talked a little bit about like creating an inclusive space as well and this is something like i didn't really plan it this way it just kind of happened this way but like we're a group of five women um who are nerds and i know there's a lot of women that came to us when we were running um dnd games at fan expo that were like it's just really cool to see like such a female inclusive space for dnd i know a lot of other um, ttrpg conventions are mostly men um, and sometimes even like older editions and older men and a lot of times that can feel really daunting for a woman to come into that space, especially if they don't know enough, then they're really going to feel like, oh, these people are judging me. And so a lot of people were really excited to see like a lot of the DMs were women and a lot of the players were women and the people running it were women. Um, and so we like are really leaning into that too. Like we want this to feel like a space where if you don't know what you're doing, please come in and play with us. If you do know what you're doing, please come in and play with us. Like we want to welcome everybody and we want everyone to feel like this is their kind of space and everything will be good. We're not going to have like people pulling, you know, things that make people not want to come back and play D and D. Everyone has a story of playing D and D with someone that made them never want to play with them ever again. Right. Um, and, and we're going to be, I mean, we're hand selecting the DMS that are coming to the convention. We're not just letting any old bozo show up. 
and do stuff. So it's oh, like I'm not some old bozo. You're not some that. old bozo. <laughs> you're a high quality DM recruit that we vetted. Yeah. So it's like the, you you can not have to worry about showing up to a space where someone's going to be belligerent or you know calling you out for not knowing what you're doing. Like I, I will I will personally this is I will personally come to the table and throw a person physically out the door that is necessary casey guarantee right there yeah casey guarantee (laughs) i am strong i will pick up a man and hoss him out the door no yeah i I never understood um that sort of you know frame of mind where you would uh browbeat someone who doesn't know the game and is trying to learn like why wouldn't you try to be as open and accepting of you know this is the greatest thing in the world and like why not have as many people do it with you so yeah uh, absolutely Definitely have had the combative DM experience before. And we all have. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's uh, supposed to be collaborative storytelling, my guy. Like I can stop trying to kill my character just because. Um, <laughs> yes, and starts right, with right. yes, right? <laughs> uh, so we talked about some of the pitfalls, some of the challenges. Um, have have there been any sort of unexpected surprises? Um, like any boons that have come out of this? Like, um, in putting this together. Like something that happened that um, was really cool that you didn't expect. I think it's been cool to meet like a lot of other people in the community. Like we were talking about, it's such a community-based thing, um, and kind of like people coming out of the woodworks, not only to support it, like people we know personally, um, but just like the amount of support we've gotten from like other businesses or other podcasts or other live play or, or other people who like make D and D content on the internet. All kind of like. One, not realizing that they're local too. It's like, oh, you actually live in DFW too? We should like hang out and get together and make this a thing. Um, you should come to our convention and DM for us. And so uh, it's been it's been really cool to kind of see like the community already beginning and we haven't even gotten to the community-based event yet. Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, it's been really fun to like see how how many influencers, podcasters, business owners who separately love D&D and have put their life and work and creativity and money and effort and uh, all of their passion into this and then like finally connecting with them. So it's, it's fun to see the nerd joy on people's mm-hmm. faces when they get to talk about it and like, oh, you do this too. So just connections like that have definitely been the boon. Also, lots of game stores have just given us a ton of like stuff to give away like when we started doing um, trivia at Fan Expo, um, Common Ground Games just like gave us like five hundred dollars worth of minis and games and uh, a cards. <laughs> like a whole Tiamat. Yeah, that's like a whole Tiamat. A whole Tiamat. The big one. <laughs> the Americans will use anything but the metric system. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> uh, that's really cool. So there are people who are ready to support, which is cool. Yeah, I've been impressed by the amount of like randos that i meet in the wild now that also play D. it's like one of those things like it has become so popular now but even just like we my family owns a mechanic shop and i put up a poster for our convention there and the amount of like car customers who come in and are like wait what is this d20 on your wall what is this D thing and my mom is trying to explain D to these people and she doesn't understand what it is either so it's actually <laughs> hilarious to watch her try to explain a thing she doesn't understand to another person and I'm like, thanks, thanks, mom. Just be supportive. Just tell people about our con. No, yeah. I mean, I, I found out about it through a mutual friend of myself and Jerry's. Uh, I was talking about another convention taking place. And she's like, oh, that's my friends. And I'm like, oh, well, no, this one's been around for a lot, you know, a while. And she's like, oh, and like, then I'm, I'm mistaken and kind of explained it. I'm like, okay, 
keep talking, keep talking. And I, I had actually found it um, like the day before. And I was like, oh, that one's right in town. And I was like, I have to, I have to do, I have to be a part of it. I have to do something with it. Um, so yeah, it's very cool. I, I, uh, I mean, the more D&D, the, the better, in my opinion. Yeah. And it's actually been funny. Like we uh, went to a group thing not that long ago and we were telling people about FateCon and they were like, oh, so how are you guys involved in it? I was like, oh, we're like running it. And they're like, okay, yeah, but like, who is, who is in charge? And I was like, me, my uh, name is on the, the building. Like I rented the building. I handed them a check and I went, I would like to do this event. Like I am running it. <laughs> me, just a person. That's amazing. Um, so, you know, this is the first edition of uh, FateCon that you will be putting together. Uh, are there already plans for FateCon 2025? We have so many plans. <laughs> um, we actually have talked a lot about, uh, so because like FateCon was kind of always the first goal was like, hey, we want a three-day event. We want lots of D&D. We want the panels and the vendors and all this stuff. But we also are really interested in doing some like smaller events, like maybe not, you know, maybe just a one day where um, it's it's still playing D&D, but there's other cool things happening. We know other people in the community that are doing similar, like, I think fantasy events are kind of becoming a thing. Um, and so being able to combine cool stuff like that with D&D and to continue to like promote D&D in a way that like, if you can't come to a three-day convention, we understand that's a lot and that's overwhelming, but maybe there's like a smaller way to to do that. And we would like to keep keep doing events of different uh, sizes so that we can find different people in different areas that prefer different things. Astrid will probably word this in a way that sounds less complicated than what I just said. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely one of the things we want to break into in the coming year is D&D and D&D and D, which is Dungeons and Dragons and dinner and dancing and drinks or some combination of a lot of D's. (laughs) But like a place that like maybe you could go on a date night and, you know, wear a cosplay or a fun dress or like live your uh, elf fantasy and go have like a turkey leg and a mug of ale or whatever for dinner and get to play your D&D game and then sort of hang out with the other adventurers and just make a night of it instead of having a uh, full day convention. Because some people love cons. We love cons. I love cons. Um, but like, I feel like that's a whole different audience that we can reach. And that would also just be fun. I would, I would personally love to do that. I wish that existed. Sort of like a, like dinner and a show, except you're performing the show. You are the show. You are the yeah. show. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So this is the first one that you've put together. Um, but obviously you've talked about the various cons that you've been to. You, um, are no stranger to conventions, uh, what tips or tricks can you give someone? What advice would you give someone who is thinking, you know what? I know that there are people in my area who play D&D or want to play D&D. I just, they have to, they, there needs to be a way to get them together. If, if I if I build it, they will come sort of thing. <laughs> uh, what sort of advice would you give to someone who is thinking about putting together a D&D slash TTRPG convention? Uh plan really early to find a building okay find it will location 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 longer than you think location location for mm-hmm. sure um building building a community i think is a big thing and like for us we already kind of had our online 
critical role and cosplay community to kind of jumpstart us with. But now we also have a five-sided fates discord. Um, and that's where a lot of people are able to get together and even just plan local games in that discord with each other. Um, because the whole way that D and D functions is community and really the same with conventions. Like you have to have people in that area that want to do it. Um, so I think being able to, yeah, foster that community in some way before you start, because if not, then you're just like, hoping you can find 200 people to show up but if you at least have a basis to begin with then like those people will then tell the other people that you don't know and to be open uh, with people about the fact that you're interested in D&D like let your weirdo flag fly high and proudly and talk to people about it because you never know who is interested or who is like you know had a game that lasted for 10 years and then those friends moved away and they've been missing it and you would never expect like I was talking with my husband at CrossFit like we were going to the gym in the morning and we were just talking about D&D and our CrossFit coach came up to us and was like you guys play D&D and like he was so excited about it and I never would have pegged this CrossFit guy <laughs> as like a person that loved D&D but he did and we ended up like playing a game with him for like eight months or something so like letting people know that you're a member of this community and talking about it and like just communicating to people about it even if they're not interested in it already like it's actually a really fun hobby that combines a lot of elements of fun gameplay math violence role play fantasy stuff and it doesn't even have to be fantasy themed right you can play ttrpgs in any right. genre so pe anyone that enjoys storytelling which anybody that watches movies or listens to podcasts usually do it's pretty easy to get people into DD. we are evangelical about our cult yeah we literally think that's the <laughs> most made it our business part. to tell other people about our DD characters so that's, this is our I job mean, that, now. that is true that is absolutely yeah. true no i uh i Completely agree. Um, I don't know that anyone who knows me doesn't know that I love D and D. I think that <laughs> I think that's a like yeah. Hi, my name is Sergio. I love D and D. Like mm -hmm. that's all you need to know. That's that was actually why we talked the first time because I could hear you two rows over in the building in the cubicles, and I heard you talking about D and D, and I literally sprinted over to your desk <laughs> and went, "Hello, my name is Jerry. I D and D is my only thing. I love." Please stop I was, yeah, I was, I was probably like <laughs> gushing about like Spelljammer or Planescape or something. Yes, you were talking about something that was whatever new thing was being released at the time. And I heard it from like 30 feet away and I just came running down like, the, wait the a minute, like nerd I heard, radar. Yeah, my nerd radar went off and I just <laughs> sprinted over there. It's like D&D. &D, let's talk about it because a lot of yeah. people there think I'm a big nerd because I like D&D. &D, so um, it's good to find other big nerds at work, just secret nerds. Oh yeah, no, there's nothing secret about my oh, nerdism. Yeah. Is mine either. <laughs> but uh, but no, yeah. So um, this is the first FateCon. It's taking place uh, March 29th, 30th, and 31st at the Bob Duncan Center in Arlington, Texas, which is in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Like I said, if you are in that area, if you're planning on maybe visiting that weekend, definitely check it out. Uh, links to everything, um, ticket information, um, the convention itself, the website will be in the show notes. Uh, but if you are not in the area, if you are just interested in, you know, the 
behind the curtains like of putting together a convention this is really cool and this is will just be a, a part one hopefully i know that we talked maybe about having a, a subsequent uh chat after the convention just to talk about you know how things went you know how the, the how the sausage was made so to speak uh, <laughs> would definitely love to hear that if y'all are interested absolutely i i would also love to hear how it goes at the end <laughs> from another person's perspective <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. We're just going to black out from exhaustion and we're not going to really remember what happens anyway. That's so true. Oh, I, yeah, I can imagine. Like, uh, like I mentioned, there's a there's another local convention that I that I frequent and the guy who runs that I just see him with a walkie talkie just like running back and forth like nonstop. Mm -hmm. And so I can only imagine how stressful and how uh, much fun at the same time how busy you are during during this time and and you know obviously like and planning it in the days leading up to it the days it takes place and then sort of you know kind of winding down everything so it's going to be a lot of fun to talk to you all about yeah i i hope it i hope it will be a lot of fun i think it will i mean i can't imagine a room full of D D not being super fun i just know I'll be stressed. If all else fails, it'll and we know it'll be fun for sure. Yeah. Like we're getting together and playing and throwing some math rocks around. Yeah. It'll be stressful. You're definitely gonna learn some things. Um, you know, we are unfortunately mortal, so things are gonna go wrong. But we've been very blessed with so many people who are excited about this and wanna help. So like we've got a ton of volunteers, awesome folks like you who are DMing. Like I think no matter what, it's just gonna be two hundred D and D nerds in a room having yeah. fun so so elevator pitch each of you sell me on FateCon. i am in the area the last weekend of march i am not busy i'm interested in D, D. sell me on the convention have you ever heard of D? &D? <laughs> <laughs> nope take it back that's when i pull out a business card <laughs> yeah this. yeah pull up. oh gosh D, D seems scary there's a lot to it. It takes a long time. There's a lot of math. There's a lot involved. But the best way to get involved is with people who know what they're doing and are nice and friendly and having a good time. And that's what we're going to be doing at FateCon is we're going to be prepared to help you along if you have no idea what you're doing. We're going to give you super crazy monsters to fight if you're a pro who's been doing this for years. Um, if you don't like to play D&D, we're going to have live plays. If you want to learn how to DM, we're going to have panels. If you want to buy shiny click-clack math rocks, we'll have vendors to do it too. We will have literally everything. Find your nerds. Come hang out with us. That was pretty That's good. It. That was Insane. pretty good. Yeah. Would you like to make friends? <laughs> Are you lonely? <laughs> Are you sad? Play D &D. Does escaping be a fantasy? Are you a maladaptive daydreamer like me? Oh, wow. Okay. Now <laughs> hitting, hitting home. Hitting home for sure. Can you not afford therapy? Tickets to our con are cheaper than therapy. Come play D&D. &D. There you go. True. Those are better actual elevator pitches. <laughs> that copay though. Um, so yeah, we're talk talking with the... Uh, Five-Sided Fates, who are running FateCon 2024 in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, specifically Arlington, Texas, the last weekend of March, March 29th, 30th, and 31st. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for giving us uh, some idea of what it takes to put together a tabletop role-playing game convention, a D&D &D convention. I will be there. I will see y'all in just a couple of months. 
Uh, but before we uh, before we step away, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Yeah, I want to talk about Speedy RPG, the speediest TTRPG you'll ever play. Um, what what pray tell is Speedy RPG? <laughs> so I know we talked a lot in this uh, episode about you know not understanding D and D or maybe being a beginner or needing somewhere to kind of uh, jumpstart ideas. Um, I created a card game, um, kind of on accident. But it's here now. It's on Kickstarter right now. It ends soon. So get your backs in if you want to be a part of it. Um, but it is uh, all of an entire D&D session in five minutes or less. Or it could be more if you just are having so much fun that you want to keep going. But the whole point is that it's great for people who've never played because there's no character sheet building. There's no giant rule book. It's literally draw a character card, draw an item card, draw a scenario card run through a scenario that could take you five minutes, 10 minutes, if you're feeling really ambitious and you get to play like a whole one shot basically of D and D um, with just a few roles, a few stats. Um, it's very much just like D and D or any TTRPG just like boiled down to the basics. And so it's a great way to introduce people who don't have never played before, or maybe you're a DM and your players do something you don't expect and you can't figure out what to do, maybe you can draw your own scenario card in the middle of your D&D game and go, oh, we're actually, now it's a tavern brawl. Oh, actually, now it's a drinking contest. Now, actually, there's turtle races happening. And so Speedy RPG is really for everyone. We have a silly deck that is like more for kids. So if you have um, younger people interested in TTRPGs, it's a great silly and ridiculous way to do it we have evil cards if you're interested in running um a game from the villain's perspective you can be a little bit malicious always always so um so yeah that's on always. kickstarter that's um yeah. it's it's fully funded it's already it's already good to go um but it ends in a, just a few days uh, a link to that is in the show notes of course links are always in the show notes um but yeah it looks <laughs> it looks really cool it looks like um like something to that you can use to scratch that uh, TTRPG itch, uh, if you have, but you only have, uh, you know, an hour or two, which I mean, in an hour or two, I could I could barely like you know come up with a you know, but you know finesse a character. I'd be like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, no, actually, <laughs> I, I want to take this feat instead. Yeah, and it takes. I mean, it takes no prep at all because you can. If you're already like a decent improver, even if you're not, I made my mom play it, and she's the le- less creative person i've ever met and she she even managed it so it's literally so friendly for anyone um you can just read straight off the cards even the characters have little descriptions about you know kind of a vibe so you can jump into those shoes and kind of get into role playing if you've never role played before in D. if maybe you're just a i hit things with a stick kind of person it's a way to kind of like ease yourself into doing something on the more role play side there are items that are wild and crazy and a lot of them i am transferring into fifth edition so that we'll have actual stat blocks and you can play with some of the speedy rpg items in your DD games at home and you know do something wild we like to think of it as uh, honestly an improv aid right so if you've got people who are hesitant to role play in your game or if you've got people who are hesitant to get into DD at all um this is kind of fun to do with them because it's quick low stakes um, you can play, it's like playing a TTRPG over lunch with only one other person. You can also play with multiple people, but like you just pull out the cards, have people role play through a scenario. They don't have to be bogged down by how many rules and 
how many spells do I have to memorize? What's a spell slot? Like, I didn't come up with a backstory for my character. No, you're Sneaky McSad the Rogue, and you need to steal something from this rich person's house. What do you do? So it kind of, it forces role play in that way and, and makes it fun and takes some of the, the red tape out of the way. Yeah, it's, it's very simple. Yeah, there are no spell slots. I mean, it's like, you're a druid, you can turn into an animal. Do it. Like, just, just do it. <laughs> There's minimal rolling, minimal minimal rules. Yeah, it's a it's an improv age for sure. Yeah, sounds awesome. Sounds really cool. And for the for the record, uh, Sneaky McSad is an actual character in the game. Yes, he <laughs> is a real character in the game. There's also like Punchy Six Pack. He's a monk. Of course he is. Yeah, lots of memes. There's lots of puns. Lots of our own D&D characters snuck in there as a joke. Yes. That might not be funny to other people, but we love them. I yes. mean, you know, why else do you homebrew but to, you know, throw your own NPCs, your own your own player characters and tournament NPCs? Absolutely. Uh, well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for, uh, for putting this convention together uh, because, um, and I know that it's something that has been lacking, at least in uh, my immediate area. I've got to go a few towns over uh, for my convention fix. Uh, but I, yeah, I can't wait. And um, we'll talk to you again uh, post FateCon 2024. Uh, hopefully you, you um, are all still in your right mind. Y'all have, you haven't um, been hit with a madness uh, spell, a madness spell. Um, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about how it went. Cool. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And thank you, dear listener, for checking out this special installment of D&D Lorecast Presents, our series where we talk to the content creators, the the writers, the game designers, the tabletop role-playing game convention establishers, like the Five-Sided Fates. It's uh, our chance to get to talk to the people that are passionate, that are creative, that help drive the tabletop role-playing game space, the D&D space, to even greater heights. Uh, if you want, you can check out previous editions of the series. We've spoken with Adam Seats. Uh, they were uh, part of the team that brought us that brought us One Night Strahd. We've spoken with Travis Bengroff, one of the brilliant minds behind the actual play podcast, uh, Dark Dice. And we have more episodes to come, including a conversation we had with Jalee Johnson, the author of the upcoming D&D novel, The Fallbacks, Bound for Ruin. A lot of fun getting to talk to these really creative, really awesome people. So I hope you enjoy it too. But until we meet again, dear listener, fare thee well, and may all your 20s be natural. <laughs>